always say it. I'm not an athlete. I'm um, I, I, I'm somebody who worked very hard at, at this craft, and and she pushed me towards <laughs> to doing that, and like it supported me and believed in me, and you know, like she has my entire career, and to be in there and share that moment with her was uh, was beyond a dream. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. And as you can see, we are still out of the studio. We're not in Nashville, though. We are at SoFi Stadium, a little closer to home. We're at SoFi Stadium for the WrestleMania 39 ticket sale party. And for that, figured we'd do it up and give you a bonus episode. Not just one guest on the show this week, but for the first time, you're getting two on the show. First up, a man who is synonymous with WrestleMania, Seth frickin' Rollins. Super, super interesting conversation. I know that the internet loves to take his interviews and pick them apart for as many things to get angry about as possible, and this conversation is no different. I bet you there's a few things in there that'll rile up the IWC. And then after that, Becky Lynch, the man Becky Lynch, back on Out of Character, round two for both Seth, Seth and Becky, I almost called him Sethy. Seth and Becky, round two for both of them. And I guarantee you're not gonna wanna miss my conversation with Becky Lynch either. We're talking about her, her uh, recent injury. We're talking about becoming the man again and so much more. So make sure you stick around for that conversation as well. All right, I know you've had enough of just looking at me. Let's get to the guests. Let's get to Seth frickin' Rollins. Back for another episode of Add a Character with the one, the only, Seth Rollins. We're here at SoFi in preparation for WrestleMania going Hollywood. And honestly, one of my favorite WrestleMania memories, just like strictly as a fan, was your cash-in. Like legitimately, that was the last one where I went to a WrestleMania just strictly as a fan, not covering it for work at all, mm. just there. And for me, it like was one of those things I'll never forget, just when you came out and the whole rundown, the, the ramp yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like WrestleMania has to bring good memories for you since you've had so many things that have happened there. Yeah, WrestleMania is always good for me. Uh, I've got great memories of it um, as a fan and now as a performer. I feel like, gosh, I'd have to really rack my brain, but I don't think I've, I think all home runs are WrestleMania for me. <laughs> I, think, I think all all bangers, as far as I can remember. We had a couple of real short ones with the Shield. I know we opened our first WrestleMania in New York, and then we did it like a, just a straight squash of Kane and the uh, New Age Outlaws, which... That's nice to have on your resume as well. Yep. Um, those are Hall of Famers. So, um, But then other than that, I mean, I, I feel like it's just been knocked them out of the park every time. So, yeah, WrestleMania kind of rocks for me. Yeah, no, you <laughs> do seem like this generation's Mr. WrestleMania. Like, you, you, you've had so many bangers there. You're like, you're the reliable one to, to put on a banger at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you know, there's a lot of pressure at WrestleMania time. I think it's one of those, the longer we do this 10 years now i've been uh, on the roster with wwe you start to you know the live events become lighter everything there's less pressure all around the tvs become routine stuff like that um even some of the bigger pay-per-views it's just i've done a lot of them now but wrestlemania is always wrestlemania there's something super special about it and so there's always that extra build up that extra pressure to you know kind of steal the show or you know make an impact you want to you know leave a moment that people are going to remember forever and so i've been very fortunate to be a part of a few of those 
Have you, I know you were rushing in here. Did you not get out on the field yet? I have not yet been on the field so far. Do you think when you get on the field, it's going to feel, you're going to kind of feel the like excitement of when you're going to be there filled with that many people around I you? I mean, it's still set up for like a football field because we're about to kick into season. Yes. So like, I'm kind of just excited to go see the football field. Fair. That's <laughs> that fair. Sense. Yeah. I'm a big football fan, so I'm, I've never been on the SoFi field. So I'm excited to just go out there and be like, oh, cool football. So hopefully there's something I can kick around or throw around out there. It reminds me of being in Dallas when it's out there because it's just so big. Because this is only my second time being here and first time since it's been finished. And it's just like, it's massive out there. Yeah, it's a spaceship, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, if the aliens came, this is they would <laughs> from the heavens, they'd be like, Oh, yep, that's where they they're about to take off and come get us, so we're gonna go there first. <laughs> Looks like a full Independence Day setup. It's pretty it does. wild. Yeah. It does. What a good movie. Oh yeah. You know what? I even I didn't even mind the sequel. I didn't I didn't see it. Oh, I I I, was, I didn't want to like solely my thought of Independence Day and there was always mixed reviews, so I I just didn't mess with it. It's no Top Gun Maverick, but it's sorted. It's fine. It's fine. A little bit of nostalgia, you know, and it's okay. It's all right. First one, great. But second one, okay. I got in trouble from when I was interviewing Baron Corbin and Carmella when we were in in Alabama because they both got mad at me for never having seen Top Gun before. You've just, never, I've seen, never it? seen it? No, I've never seen it. What's wrong with you? I don't know. You are my age, right? <laughs> We're the same sh- age. We are the same age, and I should have seen Top Gun. I had this like summer <sighs> where I watched like every classic movie, but I didn't dig enough into the action ones. Like I went into like I watched The Godfathers and like that but whole you, 70s era of like good movies. I mean, movies. it's on <laughs> TBS every other week. <laughs> it, like you can't, it's on every, you know what I mean? Like you had to have seen bits and pieces of it. I actually haven't. I couldn't tell you. Like the only yeah. thing I know about it is that there's a, that, that there's Maverick and Goose. So you're not alone. My wife also had never seen uh, Top Gun. She it gets a pass because she's not American. I was going to say, yeah, she gets more pass. But um, yeah, she had never seen it. And then in preparation to go see Maverick, we uh, I, I made her, I forced her to watch it. And she was. So she liked it. She was in. Yeah, okay. So it's, 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 it, it holds up still is what you're saying. I, I actually, I think better. I think it's better than really? when I watched it as a kid. Yeah, just because yeah. it like meant more to you the the the, the bond maybe, thing going on. In maybe it? there's some yeah, maybe there's something there that I attached to as a child and had some like nostalgia that kicked in when I rewatched it. I hadn't rewatched it. Sat down like, oh, let's rewatch in total. You know, like I said, I picked up the pieces on TNT, TBS here and there, but uh, hadn't watched it in total. And we both we both were like, wow, that held up really well. So. <laughs> I think it was really smart of them to to not put it in theaters during the pandemic and wait because it just did so well. Everyone was so stoked to go back to the movies. Yeah, yeah. That's a risk reward, you know what I mean? I think a lot of the kind of you know uh, what do they call the uh, studios were trying. What do we do here? Do we put it on streaming? Do we what do we do? And so I think there were some mixed, but I think that was a good call because that was such a you needed to see that one in the theater. If yeah. you have not, you need to see it in the theater. All right. Well, now there's three people getting on my case about it. So I'll, 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 I'll go watch it. I will. Um, okay. You've been on the show before. This is your second time on. You were my second guest. Technically, though, you were the first guest that I interviewed for this show. That's true. Yeah, yeah. They, they did. Why didn't you switch it for some reason, right? The bosses. I don't know, man. They made the call. I don't know. Yeah. Who was first? Who aired Edged. first? Oh, I think it was because he was going to be in the main event. And so yeah, they, yeah, were, yeah, they yeah, switched yeah, it. Yeah. But technically, you were the first one. And I start off every interview the same. So I have to switch the question a little bit. I'm going to ask you a different kind of spin on it. What words would you use to describe your on-screen persona? <laughs> uh, narcissistic. <laughs> egotistical. Um, well, 
entertaining. <laughs> uh, there's three of them. No, those are three. That, I think those are the three words I would go to to describe your current persona mm. as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I'm sure people describe him in many other ways, but that's how I see him. So. Well, I, you know, as a fan, to me, just on the outside looking in, you know, you've played a bunch of kind of like versions of your character over the years. But to me, just as a fan looking in, it looks like this is the most fun you're having as a, oh, as yeah. a performer. Yeah, it's a blast because, you know, there's no, there's no nothing. There's no limits, right? The character can do anything. And like, if you kind of look at the evolution of my character over the last decade, it's really, it, it's, there's always some sort of impetus for change or why it's gone in a certain direction, you know, from the shield to uh, the money in the bank character to the architect kind of stuff to, you know, the beast slayer, king slayer type character, and then to the messiah and then to the visionary. There's always been sort of like, it, it's, it's one fluid character arc. Uh, and, and, but this one, Wherever we're at now, there's just so much freedom. I feel like I can do anything, you know? I feel like I can go any direction. I can work with any type of character. I can do any type of story. If you need something serious, you know, with Edge, but you can also do something silly with Ezekiel, God rest his soul, um, <laughs> where, the, you know, I get ketchup on my suit or, you know what I mean? Like, it can do anything and produce uh, what I think is entertainment. And so um, I just try to make the best of those situations and... and I am having a lot of fun doing it. When did this current version of the character start to click for you? Because I feel like there was like, there was the, the Cesaro feud to the Edge feud. It was somewhere in the middle of there when you kind of, your character seemed to kind of lose it a little bit. Yeah, um, I was still trying to kind of gather what the character was going to be coming out of my like return from, um, so I got punted in the face at Survivor Series, left the Messiah character behind, came back with this visionary character, but wasn't really certain of what it was going to look like. Um, got into the story with Cesaro, and I kind of still was piecing it together. You know, I had some ideas of what I thought it could be, um, but it didn't really take hold until the Edge story. But th the Edge story was so deep that I had all these different emotions to play off of. My point is the Cesaro story had so many, so much. There was so many legs and different directions we could have taken it. And I think one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't press hard enough to do that. I, I feel like we, we, that's an untapped story that we, if we ever cross paths again, there's such a great story there that we can get to. And it went one way and it was fine and fun, produced again a WrestleMania banger. But um, I think we had a lot more that we could have done there. Um, and then, yeah, then the Edge story just sort of brought out the best. I mean, I, I think Edge and I are so very similar um, on screen and backstage. We just have very similar mindsets. And I think because I was working with him, someone who was very trusted, I was allowed to, you know, and my character had already, you know, kind of planted some seeds in the ground. I was allowed to be a little bit more off the rails. And, uh, and then it just blossomed from there you know yeah when i was going back and i was looking at clips because i was like when did the like the laugh and the entrance really start to stick and i went and i was like i went and watched wrestlemania and it was still more tame so th that and, makes sense yeah it was still like kind of pulled back and um scaled down and i and you know again we hadn't um drifted into full capacity crowds at that point yet it was still you know we did the wrestlemania which was half capacity in tampa but then we went right back to the thunderdome until i think like june or something yep. like that july maybe money in the bank and then then we were full on so you know you can't really know what's working like you, you you're you know the internet is your only litmus test and 
God bless you guys out there. Twitter's not great for that. So <laughs> it's much better when you get out in front of a live crowd. You get to do these things in different markets and you get to see what's working in, you know, uh, Poughkeepsie, New York and Montgomery, Alabama. It's two different type setups. So um, once we got that, I really started to get the ball rolling a lot more. So you mentioned the Edge feud and it was super cool from a fan's perspective just to watch that because I think that for a lot of people – that was a dream match for a long time that we didn't think we'd yeah. see. And I'm sure for you it was a dream match as well because you even said the similarities between the two of you yeah, on camera. Yeah. So how cool was it for you now in retrospect to finally get that? Uh, it was better than I expected, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, when we did the segment eight years ago, or whatever it was now, uh, where I had put his head on the briefcase and, and threatened to end his life. Um, as one does. Yeah, as one does. Um, <laughs> I never really expected it to turn into, into anything. I never, because, you know, there was never a possibility that he was going to come back. I don't think the thought was ever in his head either. Um, and so I know being on the short list for him when he did come back of people that he wanted to work with, that was always a privilege for me. And I think we both had these ideas of what the story could be like or what it could turn into. But uh, I think working together, especially what kind of moments we were able to produce with the matches as well as the story, I think it exceeded both of our expectations. I had a whole lot of fun um, kind of doing that trilogy. Uh, and I, and I, I, I suspect that, that we may cross paths again at some point before he hangs him up for good. I don't know what his timeline is as far as retirement and stuff like that, but I feel like anytime you see us on camera together again, whenever it does happen, if it happens, it's like it writes itself. You know, it's it's there. So um, it, well, you went to the man's home. So I, I mean, did. When, when, I did. When you go to the man's home, it, it becomes a blood feud. At that I, point. I ate a lot of his apples and drank, <laughs> drank a lot of his orange juice. <laughs> did you was it your idea? Whose idea was it for you guys to kind of do the home invasion angle? Um, I think it was his idea, his brainchild to begin with. Uh, what it turned into was definitely a collaborative process, but I think it was his idea to do, he wanted to do some more, you know, he's coming from a, the end of the Attitude Era, um, I guess, and then into kind of that, you know, early 2000s where like they did a lot more off-site stuff. And he has the, you know, the famous Cena household and in, not invasion, but they went and visited John's dad. And uh, so he, he kind of always wants to do those things and they're not always easy because it's, you know, logistically it just doesn't work but we were able to get get it set and i was able to go to Asheville and do it and so yeah i think it was his idea and his push to kind of just do some more different stuff and again it turned into one of these iconic kind of moments that you're gonna you're always gonna remember you know me writhing on his love seat or whatever that <laughs> the was best shot when you're just like yeah, writhing yeah. around like a like a what's it called like dave Chappelle on yeah. Chappelle's show when he's like <laughs> f your couch you know? yeah 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 <laughs> it's funny i never even had that in my head while i was doing it until i obviously it aired and it got back and then i saw um a lot of the memes and i was like oh yeah yeah sure <laughs> enough that's me indeed indeed and i feel like you know just you were talking about how you're having so much fun with this character i i i feel like that is a perfect example of it because it was clear that you were just like losing yourself in the moment and just having as much fun as possible. Yeah, I mean, God, you know, I we, we, I watched a lot of the pandemic product and a lot of the pandemic television, either uh, for whatever we were doing, both companies, I was watching everything and it just, everything felt, even my, you know, even you look at the first uh, kind of Messiah stuff that I was doing, it was all very dark, it was very serious. It was all, it was just not a lot of fun. 
you know, and it was kind of reminiscent of the mood out in the world. But at some point I was like, all right, we got to we got to switch this up, man. You know, you, you looked at kind of what I was doing in the beginning. I think Randy was doing it a lot as well, which is very quiet promos where you're in this empty warehouse and you were able to just talk, which was cool. But at some point I'm like, OK, you know, Roman had come in and also sort of started doing that as well and really perfected the art of it. And so I was like man, we just got, I got to do something else. I got to go the other direction. I got to do something totally unexpected, totally outside uh, of what I've ever done. So let's just go in the opposite direction. Let's go bright and loud and kind of a throwback to a macho man, to a Ric Flair, to a Rick Rude, uh, Ted DiBiase. Like I kind of wanted to go in that direction. And so that's some of the steps that I took to get to where, I, yeah, I was just having a blast chomping apples and making front of Edge's daughter's artwork, you know, so. <laughs> that, that seems like a risk though, you know, from someone who did kind of play a serious character for so long. Were you nervous at all to kind of switch it up and kind of play into the funny side of things more? Um, no, I guess not, now that I think about it. I just always felt like the character was so versatile. I felt like no ma like I could always do either. It was an easy switch to snap, you know, it was like, um, you know, people have compared the character to the Joker characters, which I never, I never used that as inspiration. I never thought about it that way. I was just always trying to play the story the way I thought my character would and use um, whatever was happening as ammunition for my emotional kind of outburst. And sometimes, so when I was in a great mood, I would let everybody know I'm in a great mood and that's where you get the laugh. But then when I was angry, it would go the opposite direction where you, anything could happen. And so that unpredictability, I just thought that that worked so well. It was never, never my intent. And not, you know, I never really thought of it as a risk. I just thought it would be something different and something that could work with anybody. All right, let's talk about non-wrestling things a little bit. Sure. We'll switch, we'll switch out of wrestling for a little bit, have some fun. Um, what's the best purchase you've made in the last six months? Oh my God, I don't buy anything. You don't buy anything? Dude, like I, for yourself? Uh, Around the house, something like a thing that, that you that you're into, a coffee related thing. You don't buy anything. No, I probably the best purchase I made was like a a gift for my baby. Maybe I probably bought her like a, a playset of. Um, yeah, I mean this is just very recent, but I bought her like a little people farm, and she loves it. And she, what's a little people? It's farm? just like a little play farm, like okay. a dollhouse farm. But okay. she likes to move the 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 horse and the you know the nene and the moo around, you know. So like, I yeah, dude, I honestly don't buy anything for myself. Probably I, I can't even think of the last time I bought something like where I would be like, yes, this is a gift for me. I don't spend any of my money. Is that because you're frugal with your money or just because mm. it's just like something built into you that you're just not someone who likes buying stuff for yourself? Yeah, I just don't get off on buying stuff for myself. I Because like, I'm you know fortunate enough to be where like, oh, if I need something, I just get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I just get, which that's, I, I do not take that for granted because I've not, all, the life has not always been that way for me. So like, it's, I'm in such a good position that I'm able to do that and not stress about little things. But I also don't like, I don't think, oh, I need that thing, or like I don't get the satisfaction, the reward of like buying something for myself. I just don't, I don't do it. I don't know why. I don't know what I would even consider a gift for myself or like concert tickets. No, I haven't been to a concert. When's the last time you went to a concert? You like you're a music guy. I do love music, but I have a baby. So you don't get to. Yeah. Well, you're in LA. You're gonna be in LA more now. We maybe may, you'll we, have time. Maybe yeah. We don't have 
a nanny here yet. Oh, though. so that's a bummer. and we don't have any parents here yet. Mm. So never mind. We, You're uh, not going to any concerts. Yeah, that I take yeah. Back. I don't know. Like <laughs> I didn't make any Bears games last season. I didn't. I didn't. Haven't been to a concert in a long time. My buddies actually, or a couple of my students back home, they invited me to go to an A Day to Remember concert. Uh, that was supposed to be maybe it was are we in September yet? No, no, almost, almost. So it was like sometime this week, which we were supposed to be in Iowa for, but then you know we got called to do this. So I was like, well, maybe next time. I don't know. <laughs> Whenever that's gonna be. So Data remembers a good band too. That's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, they're great live. I haven't uh, haven't seen them in a couple of years. So sorry guys, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when the last time I'll, or next time I'll even see a concert is. If you had the day to yourself, let's say Becky was like. You take the whole day to yourself. What would you want to do? Um, I mean, I'd have to see what was around. I don't know. I would go to the gym. I would work out. I'd have my coffee. Uh, I might find a good meal. I don't even know. I like, don't know. Would you know. sit around and watch TV for the day? No, 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 no. I did. So I did have uh, a little bit of time to myself on the bus one day when we were traveling. Becky had um, the weekend off and she had taken Rue to Disney. Um, on her days off, I was still doing the live events, but I was by myself. So I was in Florida driving and I was like, wow, what? I traveled alone for a minute and I was like, what What do I do? What am I supposed to do? I watched a movie. I did watch a movie. Yeah, I finally got around to watching the Fantastic Beefs, um, the Dumbledore movie. I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've been with my fiance now for seven years. And when she's like, oh, I'm going to go out of town. I always like in my mind go like, oh, I'm gonna do all this stuff while she's gone. And the second she's gone, I'm lost. I have no idea what to do, like what I'm gonna watch, what we're like. We do all our stuff together, so I'm like, oh, I just I'm lost. I don't know what I'm gonna do around the house. Dude, I don't. I I have no clue. I have no. I don't even have like a wish list of shit that I would do. I don't. I don't know. (laughs) I would. I would. I don't know. I yeah. I would. I would find food and sit and maybe drink beer. I don't know. (laughs) Like there's no. I've got no, I, like, I wouldn't need like a week. You need to be like, yeah, you have a week to yourself. Then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to take a trip. You know? All right, if you had a week to yourself and you were going to take a trip, where would it be? Oh, I'd go, I'd go somewhere tropical for sure. I'd go like to Bali or something. I'd go to like the Maldives. I'd live in a hut, you know? <laughs> I'd live in a hut and I'd eat a lot of seafood and that would be it. And I'd just be peaceful by the pool and swimming. I'd go snorkel. I'd do all the weird stuff then, yeah. Yeah, my my mom went on a vacation recently and it was like, it was in Mexico, but it wasn't like a tropical place where there was a pool and I was just like, what's the point of that? That yeah. sounds not fun at all. Yeah, I don't know. What what did she do? She was like going on weird, high, it was more like, like Mexico. Like it was like, she was trying to be with the people there, like, and not like at a resort, but it did not sound as fun to me. I mean, I'm all for a good hike or a good, like, you know, go to the Amazon. But I mean, I don't know, man, that's. It was like raining too. Mm. It just didn't, yeah, it didn't. My mom even matched, like, you're burying my trip well, on maybe, show. Well, maybe it was an adventure for her. She I don't enjoyed know. it. Okay. She enjoyed it. She, hey, she different strokes, left. right? Yeah, good for your mom. <laughs> at what point did you know Cody Rhodes was gonna be your opponent at WrestleMania? Oh, I knew like, I mean, we're t- for sure, I would say less than a month out from WrestleMania. I was really left out, out of WrestleMania until, I mean, he, was, he ended up being a godsend, but we're talking like, it was, it was finalized, like I wanna say like three, three weeks before WrestleMania, even as we were starting to build the story towards that, it was like not quite sure. There was like conversations being had and all this stuff that I wasn't really privy to. And I was kind of like 
trying to poke around and be like, hey, like, you know, is this going to happen or do I need to start thinking of something else because I'm really not interested in getting left off WrestleMania. It's two nights, like, and I don't want to be thrown into a match that means nothing. Both the titles were being held up in the, the one match, so I'm like, I uh, gotta have something here. Luckily, it all well, came... I'm Mr. WrestleMania of this Yeah, era. yeah. I mean, I just, I was like, well, I had been doing so much good work. I was like, I'm doing great work. If I was sucking, then yeah, I get it. But I'm not. I'm, I'm 35 at that time in my prime. I'm like, what What do you... I don't know what else you want from me. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So, I don't know. I, 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 I was very like, this is awful. Um, had some, some real strong conversations i'll put it that way with vince leading up to that but once we got rolling and everything was set in stone like i said i think it was like three weeks four weeks somewhere in that time frame where i finally was like texted cody i was just that was my next question i was gonna say when you're poking are you texting cody no no because i didn't want to i didn't want to like text him because i was having the conversations with bruce and vince so i was like uh, they're handling negotiations i'm like i don't want to say something i don't know what they've told him or like i don't know what the heck's going on so i was just waiting to see okay am i gonna get some sort of confirmation and then finally we were getting too close and i was like yeah we need i need to know i got i gotta text him so i was like are we doing this thing or what and he's like I think so <laughs> pretty sure i'm like all right well that's good enough for me if you're committed then i guess we're going so did you like the build-up to it once you knew it was him and did you like the whole secret opponent thing uh i thought it was fun one of the nice things about our story was, or my story, I should say, was that um, it it was a culmination to the match at WrestleMania, whereas most of the other stories were the matches were made and then they had to work to get the story, you know? And so um, that was one of the interesting parts is we got to kind of tell the story and the payoff was the match, which is fun. So um, it was it was fun. I mean, I, I got to do weird stuff, like jump on Vince's desk and like, you know, go nuts. And I got to have good matches with Kevin and with, I think, AJ as well and help other stories kind of move along. So I enjoyed the process and the payoff was worth it. So, you know, I'm glad we waited. There was a lot of, I remember like a lot of online buildup being like, oh, you know, why don't they just bring him in and then build? And I'm like, I just enjoy it. Just let it, just get on the ride, man. Like, don't watch the ride and go like, oh, it should go this way, that way. Just, just pay the money, get on the ride, and then get off and go, oh, that ride rocked. You know, it's hard for some people to do that. <laughs> I hate, I get it, I get it, I understand. I, I watch wrestling the same way sometimes. Sometimes I find myself going like, oh, why didn't they do that? They should have done this. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, if it's good, it's good. And then I go, okay, cool, it's good. You know, I like to watch and and at least I try to separate myself from from watching it so analytically, but. I understand it, but I'm just, as a piece of advice, you get a lot more happiness if you just pay the ticket and get on the road. I also think that you can you can watch it analytically and still have fun. Like, some people take it so seriously that they dig so hard into yeah. the analytic watching that they, like, can't enjoy it. Where it's like, you can disagree with something and still enjoy the thing that you disagreed sure. with, like, all the time. Of course. I watch the other show all the time, and I go, what are they doing? <laughs> But I still have a great time watching a lot of it. And some of it's so great, you know? And I'm just like, this is great. Even sometimes I watch like, uh, you know, because I try to check SmackDown as well. It's our travel day. But sometimes I go like, what are they doing? Why didn't they do it this way? And then it turns out awesome. And I have a great time watching it. But I, 
I agree with you. I think, like I said, it's it's at the end of the day, it's just wrestling. Like it's just meant to be fun. Like, it's a TV that, show that yeah. we're watching for fun. Technically for kids too. So like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's never that big of a deal. <laughs> You've got to be able to have a sense of humor, otherwise you just ruin yourself. And there's like people throwing like just like mean insults over opinions, and you're like, what's the point? We're just watching a children's <laughs> show here. What's going on? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a weird world we're living in right now, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on Triple H taking over the creative team? Uh, I mean, you know, very exciting. I think uh, I, I I have always had like a great admiration for him. He's been a mentor of mine um, for, I mean, as long as I've been with the company. And so um, to have someone in that position that I trust is really awesome. And I trusted Vince as well. But to just have like a breath of fresh air is really good um, because with Vince, there was, it was like kind of a double-edged sword, you know, on, on one hand, it was like, you knew exactly who to go to all the time. Every answer needed to go through Vince. And that was, that was security in that, you know, if you needed something and you needed an answer pronto, he was right there. And you know, knew exactly that if you got a yes from him, nothing else beneath that mattered. And so that was really cool. And you could understand his vision. Once you worked with him for a long enough time, you started to understand that. So like on the other side of that, he was very flippant. He was very all over the place. And, you know, that was to his credit, like that was part of his genius, but it was also like very stressful to deal with as a talent. I'm very excited just to see what this all looks like in six months when everything gets settled. And, you know, he's, he's, just starting the chessboard with all of his pieces messed up, right? We're so, somebody else's game, yeah, right? And yeah, he's going, yeah. that's not how I play. Because everybody <laughs> everybody plays chess different, right? So he's like, oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't do it that way. I got to reset this whole thing. So right now he's just getting all his pieces in place and then we'll start marching. But he's got to figure it out first, you know? And so he's a very competent general. He's not Vince. Vince has been my only boss here for a decade. So it's, it was, it's a wild changeover and super abrupt. Um, which put all of us on our back foot, I think Triple H included. Um, but, you know, I'm very excited to see what the future looks like, like I said, in like three to six months, once we get, all of us get our bearings and we know what it's going to be like working with each other. But I do feel like there is a lot of excitement uh, from the roster. And that's not a knock on Vince. It's just new is exciting, you know, and it's it's fresh and Oh God, we missed Hunter for a year, man. We missed him. God, you know, I'm glad he's healthy and ready to go, but he has such great insights into our industry. I remember sitting there having a conversation with Bex. I'm like, man, what, what's going to happen? Do you think, you know, when, when you think we're ever going to see him come back? Like, is he capable? And, and then he pops up at WrestleMania and we're like, oh, this is great. And now here we are fast forwarding. And I feel like we're just in a whole different world. So it's very exciting. It's like stepping through a, I don't know, stepping through into like a parallel universe or like a it's like the Willy one. Wonka tunnel when they're yeah, going through and man. everything's changing. You know? <laughs> it's very odd. It's like the same world, but totally different. So I, I'm excited to see what, what, like I said, what it looks like in a few months. Well, you tweeted, you know, when you weren't on the SummerSlam card, you tweeted about your, you know, your frustration with it. And he quote tweeted it saying, mm. I hear you. Did you guys have a conversation about it afterwards? Uh, we had a conversation before the tweet, before his tweet. <laughs> Not mine. There was no conversations had before mine. Um, yeah, I was not happy with that and how that played out. But uh, again, and, and I felt bad because I knew it was a bit, um, I, I didn't mean to undermine any of what he was trying to get done. And I understood the, in the long game, like kind of why the decision was made to move my match off the show. 
but uh, that still didn't. I still have a chip on my shoulder all the time. I still think I'm at competing at such a high level right now that nobody, I don't care if you're Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, or Logan Paul, Pat McAfee, outside of our industry, I, I just thought no one deserved to be on that card more than me. I put in too much work with the Cody story, with the Edge story, with the Roman story, and everything I was touching was just on cloud. Nine. I was so good. I, I was like, I was in a zone. And so... I felt very slighted and I wasn't about to let anybody else but me control that narrative. And so I felt bad, but I had to do what I had to do. Sometimes you gotta, you know, and uh, you know, Hunter's been on both sides of it, luckily. So he understood that and we had a conversation afterwards and everything's cool. But yeah, it was, uh, that was, Sometimes I just can't, I can't let somebody push me around too I'm much. the same way, so I totally understand that. Sometimes yeah. like, I'm like, I know I shouldn't tweet this, but God, I'm so mad. I, I just need to get make this uh, known to people. I, I'm very much a team player. I'm very much, I understand the business side of things. I understand that, you know, it, it, not everything's about me. Like, I get all that. But sometimes it, I'm due like twice a year for just a full, full-blown, like, what the moment you know so well, and i think like you said you're at the prime of your career you I, I completely agree with you that you're untouchable at this point so i i can understand the frustration of being like why wouldn't i be on the show yeah i just put in the work to like main event the last three pay-per-views you know um and and say what you will about backlash we made me and cody main evented that we sold that one i think becky and bianca as well a little bit but me and cody mostly um uh, they added that six man late which was great sick man but that was Cody and I's show to begin with. Yes. Um, and so I was like, um, I was just, we had main evented these three pay-per-views in a row, and I'm like, we did Hell in a Cell, then we did Money in the Bank, and I'm like, okay, so I'm putting in all the hustle, I'm on all these live events, I'm doing all the hard work, and then second biggest show of the year, we're at, a, you know, 40,000 people in Nissan Stadium, and you're like, ah, we got to have these other matches. And I, I was like, oh, that's, I, that was too much for me. Yeah, it was too much for me. I completely understand. <laughs> well, I'm glad, though, that things are moving in direction that, that you are happy about. It so all works work. out. <laughs> I, look, I don't want anybody to think I'm a whiner. I am sometimes. We all are. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, it's all great. It's great. Like, I get to do my dream job. I get to travel the world with my wife and my baby. I love everybody that I work with, work for. I feel like we work for the greatest wrestling company on the planet. It's, I literally get to live my dream every day. But that doesn't stop me from wanting to reach the absolute mountaintop. And so I'm always going to be hustling for that. I don't know that I'll ever get there, but I'm going to keep fighting for it. So everything's great. And everything's we'll, great. I'll enjoy watching it the whole time because I'm a huge <laughs> fan of yours. Well, let's start off with the elephant in the room here. Obviously, how's, your, how's, this, how's everything going on here? You know, I feel like I could be part Wolverine because I think it's recovering pretty quickly. Like considering how much pain I was in, on Saturday at SummerSlam, the, I I feel good. I feel I feel like I could punch somebody in in the face right now. You could this arm. I don't think you with could. With this arm. You with could this not. Arm. Don't test me. <laughs> I'm gonna be the one to get it, just so you can test yourself. The man has come back around. Right? <laughs> yeah, I feel though like uh, you all. I I feel like you are someone who likes to push yourself though. Because I remember even with the birth, you said like, you're right back in the gym, you're hurt, you're still in the gym. I feel like you don't like to take any time off for that kind of stuff. No, I'm not good. I'm not good with time off. My mm. mind is just, it's a wildfire, man. It just needs to, just needs to go, it needs to spread. Well, at least you have a kid though. You can focus on that at times now. I do, I do. Freaking angel. <laughs> 
So this happened early in the match, right? Yeah, yeah. I think like the first two minutes oh. or, or the first three minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I dislocated it. Maybe it'll click back into place. And then by the end of the match, I was like, ah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to be out for a little while. Man, I feel like that's got to be... I can't imagine what that's like for you as a performer, knowing how much you have left of the match and knowing there's a big angle to come after the match and you're just sort of thinking, well, yeah, but my shoulder hurts a lot right now. Yeah, I think, so I think one adrenaline carries you through and then the fact that you've got, what, like over 40,000 people there watching you. Um, you have millions of people watching at home. You love this and you, 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 you want to perform to the best of your ability. So you're like, eh, well, can't be any worse, so let me just go through it. And uh, the, the hardest part was knowing that I'm going to miss the first pay-per-view in, in, in the UK in however long. And so, and so that, was, that was the realization that, ah, frick. Well, I mean, but, it happens. you know, it's things, a... things happen and, and you can't do anything about them. You can just respond to the way they happen. Yep, yep. Well, were you happy, though, to see that Dakota Kai was back afterwards? I know you guys got a brawl. It, was a brawl. it must have been cool for you to see that she's back. Another Someone coming back that people are fans of. Yeah, great. Then she freaking slammed my arm into a chair. Yeah, welcome back, Dakota Kai. I'm so happy for you. Your hair looks great. <laughs> your hair looks cool. It were, actually does. Yeah, were yeah. you nervous to, to change your hair up? Um, well, I didn't do it on purpose. Bianca cut my hair. No. Um, we're out of character here. It's yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, we are out of character, <laughs> aren't we? Um, yeah. So, so, so look, like sometimes, sometimes you just are like, well, what's going to be the most interesting thing? And so I thought that, well, everybody's going to think I'm going to try and cut her hair. So... What if she cut my hair? The biggest sell was to Vince because I think he loved my hair. And so I was like, but she just cuts a little bit, you know? She just cuts a little bit. But you can't just cut a little bit. It has to be completely different. But uh, but then she cut my hair and she actually gave me layers, which was uh, I was hoping she'd make it look a little crazier so that I could look a little crazier. So then I made it look a little crazier myself. <laughs> it looks cool. She, she, like, she is the ESC. She's the greatest at everything and apparently the greatest at cutting hair, even though she'd <laughs> never done it before. So. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about working with Bianca? Uh, she's, she's so, she's just so good, <laughs> right? She's, she's so good. She can do anything. She hasn't been doing it this long. She, she listens so well. She adapts so well. And she's so likable when you're in the role of being a bad guy, when you've been a good guy for so long and people are, have been endeared to you and they don't necessarily want you to be a bad guy. Well, you're against Bianca, who's so freaking cool and so good um, and so unbelievably likable because she's she's a great she's a great person. And uh, and so and so when you're against somebody like that, which the audience can see that, yeah, this this person rocks. It makes your job easier and it makes work so, so fun. Story, so like storyline wise, were you happy that you got to go full circle with Bianca? Yes. Oh, because that was a fight, right? Like, because right, we're going to take it off for um, 26 seconds. That's the only way people are going to boo Becky, right? Like if 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 we squash her, make it feel like like she's really, really gotten the, the bad end of the stick, which she did. But then, of course, it being WWE and the creative always changing, they're wanting to run it back. 
all the time, all the time. So it was like, well, no, uh, no, no, let's not do it at day one. Let's, how about we do live at day one? That would be awesome. That we, she's got a lot of momentum. She's very good. We got, a, we, got, we got something here. Let's run with that. And then, okay, but let's do it at Royal Rumble. Well, maybe, how about, how about we do do? Cause she's also awesome. We gotta, we gotta get her running. We gotta, she's awesome. Um, and then, oh, well, let's do it at Crown Jewel. Well, you know, I've always wanted to work. <laughs> and so, and so that we could get back to it at WrestleMania and, and, and do it in the best way possible. And, you know, we were hoping that that would be the big blow off and that's the end of the end of the story, but circumstances happened and, and we had to keep it going, um, which, I'm really happy we did because um, because I do think it was a beautiful end to the story. You know, it began with a handshake at SummerSlam. It ended with a handshake at SummerSlam. Um, it was a year of being me being an asshole and uh, and and coming back coming back around to 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 being the man. And so um, I I feel like it was. We don't often do long term storytelling like that and. And often when we do, it's by accident. <laughs> um, and so, um, and and so, but but we had it in our minds that we wanted to to push forward, especially for that WrestleMania moment. And then everything that uh, that happened afterwards um, wasn't ideal, but actually ended up being ideal. And so, I'm real proud of that year. I'm real freaking proud of that year. Well, I I like that in that year because last time we met, you know last time we did one of these, it was right when you came back. It was right after SummerSlam. And you were still kind of like starting your, your heel run. But then after that, like you really leaned into it and kind of put the gas on and, and went in a different direction. Was it, was it important for you to add all that additional stuff onto the character to kind of separate it from what you've been doing as the man? Yeah, yeah. So, so what I wanted was just a stark difference because I knew if I, if I gave them the man, they liked the man, right? And, and so... The heel's job is to take away what they like, and so and so I thought if I was if I was just the man and a badass and the champ and stuff, then then eh, you can kind of cheer for that guy. But if I've gone against everything that I said I was all about all this time, and obviously let the glory get to my head and become this insecure egomaniac, then well, I don't like that person, and so. No, that. that and was, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that that was that was my thought process. Yeah, no, I it makes sense because it, it did add to all of that. Because at first, I think that when you came back, people were ready to cheer for you know you as what we had seen before, and so um, you know you adding the the glasses and the the different jackets and stuff definitely helped you kind of think of a different person that you're booing now. Yeah, and I think at heart, I'm like this. Um, tortured theater kid you know that still wants to wear you know that's what i did my degree and that wants to wear crazy costumes and uh and be outlandish and so so it was fun to be up at three or four in the morning going crazy space suits <laughs> <laughs> were you Google. looking up were you kind of doing most of the shopping yeah for that? yeah so so i have a guy as well king troy big shout out um who who finds me a lot of my yeah, that's what stuff. i thought yeah yeah but then i also because I, I love it, I'm also, uh, some, some of my efforts are also from, from my purchasing. I was gonna say creation, I ain't the ESC, I ain't selling my own clothes. <laughs> that makes sense then, because I, with Seth's 
it seems like most of his are like suits he sends back, I would imagine, afterwards and stuff. Not all of he keeps a lot of those? We have a lot of clothes. Really? God, your guys' closets must be crazy then. It's insane. Because I was going to say, he's worn some of your stuff since, I feel like. I think, I think I've seen him in like glasses of yours oh, on Oh, some TV. of my glasses. Yeah, yeah some of your glasses. Sure, Not the sure. jackets and things like that. Yeah, it's all interchangeable. Some of his stuff, I'm like, I want to get it tailored. You know? <laughs> There's a sequin jacket with tails. Um, you mentioned Elimination Chamber. You mentioned Lita. Uh, how cool was that for you? Oh, amazing. Amazing, man. She's, she was my hero. And she's somebody who always championed for me when I was nobody, when I was the underdog. I think maybe she saw a little bit of herself in me. And um, to be able to work with her and, and tell uh, a story that, that wasn't the typical, oh, you're a has-been, because she's not. Obviously, you could see her go. She's awesome. And, um, and, and, and she's... Hell, man, if Lita ever wants to come back again, I would love to go again um, because she's amazing. And, and, and to tell the story of this is my idol who's come back and now you're trying to take my title away from me. How dare you? I think it, it was just it was just fun and it was a good story. And I think we had a we had a good match and to be able to be in there with her and and to push myself, by the way, to for the first time in my life, do a moonsault. That seems very difficult. It's, it was very scary <laughs> yeah. for me. I, it seems I'm not, terrifying. I, I always say it. I'm not an athlete. I'm um, I, I, I'm somebody who worked very hard at, at this craft, and and she pushed me towards to doing that, and like it supported me and believed in me, and you know, like she has my entire career, and to be in there and share that moment with her was uh, was beyond a dream come true. Like I never would have, I never would have imagined. I had, I have, you know, I've had action figures of wrestlers growing up and and the one that i kept with me when i came over here was the lead action figure and that's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool she's the coolest and i think she's that, the cool and i and i and I, I i when she came out it was like of course she's still as good as good as she was back then it's it's lita of course of course yeah <laughs> yeah 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 of course she can hit that moonsault more beautiful than anything i've ever seen in my life yeah she's amazing uh, what was your experience like in Saudi Arabia? You spoke really highly of it afterwards on social media and it seemed kind of inspiring to you in some way. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think because, you know, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about, about doing a show over there. But then somebody mentioned that, like, look, you, you don't get to, to, to influence people by not being there, you know? Like, you get to show these women and these young girls what's possible. And that's amazing. And the audience are so receptive and they love it. And, and um, their reaction to everything is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Um, and so to know that you maybe have a small part in influencing a young girl who, who wouldn't have been aware of this thing otherwise is, is really incredible. Yeah, I can imagine. I would think that like, you know, as much negativity that sometimes can be put on those events sometimes like, that's how I always look at it. Like you can't create change without doing something. Exactly, and without without sh shining awareness, you know. Like I hate to bring her up, right? But if 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 Ronda Rousey, credit where credit's due. Look, if Ronda Rousey hadn't been as good as she was in MMA, um, there wouldn't have been um, women in the UFC. And and if women didn't see that. And then said, oh, I want to do that too. You know, it, it just, it starts with, with showing people what's possible so that we can change the world. Okay, well, you mentioned Ronda Rousey. We're here for WrestleMania Goes oh, Hollywood. Money. Do you think that, would, would, would she be considered your ideal opponent for this year's WrestleMania? 
Maybe she starts training a little bit more. Maybe she gets a little better. <laughs> I love I love that the man is back because you, you, you we got the we got the tweet the other day when you were kind of calling Roman out a little bit. Now we got this line at Ronda. It's nice to to, to have the man back. It is nice to be back. <laughs> like, were you surprised when they were like, okay, let's let's do the turn. Like, let's 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 have you go back to the thing that everyone wants. No, no, because I talked to Hunter a little bit before, and he. Was, and he was like, how, how do you feel about being a heel? And I was like, look, honestly, it's fun. I like it. Um, I feel like I'm uh, maybe more naturally inclined to be a babyface. I think people like me better as a babyface, obviously. Well, clearly I'm doing my job, but they don't like me as a heel. Um, <laughs> I'm just great, lads. I'm just, just great. Just altogether great Becky um, exactly. And so, and so he's like, I feel like we're swimming up, upstream, keeping you his heel. And I was like, yeah, I, I agree. And so, and so then the creative was laid out and I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Hell yeah. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy Triple H is uh, heading creative now? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's great. It's um, obviously he has a great mind for it. His track record with what he's done with women in NXT. Look, I'm a, I'm a product of that. I got to, to be in that system and, um, and, and become who I am today. And, and he's, he's really, really championed just women's wrestling in general and, and just making it, not looking at it as women's wrestling, you know? It's just like, this is a story. These are two people in a story. How do we make this story good? And so that's what I, I love about him. Just how do we make the story good? It doesn't matter what your gender is. Yep, no, absolutely. And, and I think it's been evident in just a couple shows that he's been in charge of. Like he's been, kind of has everyone on the same playing field, it feels like. I mean, the, the, the storyline that you're involved in is being treated just as important as everything else going on. Yep, it's great. I love it. All right, let's talk about one non-wrestling thing. We got shorter time than, than usual. Uh, what's the last thing you completed that you're proud of? What's the last thing Built that I completed something. that I'm proud of? Finished something. Um, um, gosh. Last thing. Probably, uh, actually, the, the most recent chapter in my book. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it was Michael Hayes. Um... <laughs> It wasn't Michael It wasn't Michael Hayes. I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> that guy didn't have a cool enough suit on to be Michael no. Hayes. He looked like a bill. Um, he did look like a bill. Uh, yeah, probably um, the last chapter of my book that I wrote. I, I think I was really proud of it. Um, it was uh, about a, a tough time in, in my life, actually around the time that I, I, I became the man. So, so yeah, so probably that. So is it done? The book? My book? No, frick no, Because you said man. the last I've, chapter, so I didn't last, know if maybe... No, the last chapter I just completed. Got it. I just got completed. Got it. I just said it was just around the time that I began The Man, and so, you know, we got a lot more years that have happened since then, so... Um, but yeah, I was real, I was, I'm real proud of that one. Would you rather go back in time to be there for your birth? Not watch it, but, like, be there for your birth? Or would you rather go forward in time and be there for your funeral? Do, wait, do, but do I get to live my life again? No, no, no. You're just going to watch it. This is just to strictly go there as a, as a viewer to watch it. Would you rather watch the day of your birth, not watch the actual uh, birth? So, or the day, of your, like, the day uh, of your funeral? You may actually make me cry, right? Because I might... Uh, oh, shit. I'd, uh, I probably can't say shit, right? Ah, it's we'll bleep it out. Character. It's fine. It's out of character. Um, I'd probably go to my funeral because I'd hope my daughter is there. And so I'd get to see her, you know. That's a good answer. Oh, 
I wasn't you know, trying to make you cry. No, I know, but I, like, I, it's so it's so silly. But I think of like one day I'm not gonna like it's gonna be the last day I see her, and that makes me cry every time I think of it. Whoa, the man has become a big softy. It's crazy how Ooh. being a parent turns into a softy, yeah, right? Yeah, big old softy. Oh, by the way, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Did We're you, engaged, had, not had, married yet. No, no, but no. But had you been engaged the last time I was no, on? No, 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 no. It was after that. So it, congratulations. It thank you. Appreciate it. I don't know if you want kids, man, but they're the best. They're I think the I best. want kids. I think I want kids. They turn you into a crying, blubbering mess. <laughs> I didn't think I wanted kids until we started taking care of my fiance's mom, who has dementia. And then like seeing my fiance and I kind of like taking care of someone, I was like, well, I'd be kind of, I kind of want to do this with a baby rather than an adult human too. So uh, I, yeah, I think I want to have kids. Yeah, be cool. Yeah. If you guys, hey, if you guys, if you and Seth, uh, I know you guys have a kid, so it's hard for you guys to get out, but you're here in LA, big engagement party this weekend oh! at Dave and Buster's oh, that okay. they're throwing me if you guys want to come. Dave and Bu does that, can kids go to Dave and Buster's? Yes, but it's going to be at night, so oh, you, you don't okay. want to bring your well, kids. But if you yeah. want like a night out of free alcohol and video games, you guys are invited. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Thank free you, thank you, thank games. you, thank you. All right, well, we only had, we had a short amount of time here, so we didn't get to do a whole normal episode. Hopefully we can do it again yes, in the future. I appreciate, I appreciate getting any time with you I can, and I hope to see you back in action soon. Thank you. All right, those were my conversations, plural, with Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Super happy I got to do those in person. Becky for the second time, Seth for the first time, but round two on both of them. And those were two of my favorite interviews from the first season of the show. So I'm stoked that we got to do it again. Before we leave here, before I hit you with that tagline, let's do a little bit of housekeeping first. Make sure that you're following WWE on Fox on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok as well. I know we're on TikTok because I'm making some of those TikToks. I'm in the videos. So make sure that you go follow WWE on Fox on TikTok. Also, go subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find this show every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. You can find clips from the show, stuff going on in the community tab. You can find clips from Raw, from SmackDown, and so much more. So make sure that you're following, subscribing to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. Also subscribe to the podcast feed. If you're watching this video right now, pick up your phone because I know it's next to you. I know it's in your pocket. I know it's not in a drawer somewhere in another room. Pick up the phone and open whatever podcast app that you use and make sure you subscribe to this show at a character if you liked it. I won't be mad if you didn't, but I hope you did if you've gotten this far. Uh, also, make sure that you leave a rating or a review as well. Helps out a lot, and I read some of those reviews on the Raw and SmackDown roundups that we're doing in the podcast feed. Yes, if you're watching this video and you're not subscribed to the podcast feed, you're missing more content, so make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast feed as well. Out of character, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, that's where you gotta be subscribed. All right, I'm done, officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character.